Welcome to Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic, naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Soi Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Talks. My name is Dr. Alice, and this is my awesome co-host, Donovan. And today we are talking about vulnerability. Vulnerability is so important, but also very scary. So <laughs> Donovan, where would you like to kick off this conversation? So the first thing that comes to mind for me around vulnerability is basically, I think the conversation will be useful as, as it pertains to communication, right? Like being vulnerable as a, as a person in terms of like, uh, I don't know, opening yourself up to to things that may be risky or whatever else as actions uh, is probably generally not that useful of a thing, like becoming vulnerable in those terms, mm -hmm. but um, becoming vulnerable in terms of like the ways that you communicate or potentially the way that you like set up situations. Um, I think there's just like more mileage there. Um, and one of the things that comes to mind for me, and we can get into this is sort of vulnerability is something that I think can be a tricky line for people to walk because the difference between being vulnerable and being whiny can be unclear to some people at some times, right? So by that, I mean, um, you know, if you have someone who is like, oh, today sucked, my life sucks, this sucks, this thing sucks, like you can end up in a place that it comes across as very negative as opposed to vulnerability. So maybe we can tease out some of those pieces because I've been in situations where someone is being very negative all the time and they're like, oh, but I'm just trying to share, you know, my, my situation with you and be more vulnerable. So um, those are many different uh, angles that we could approach from. Uh, I'll let you chime in where you want to. Yeah, I didn't even, that's a really good way of thinking about it. It didn't even occur to me to think of it as whiny, but I could see how maybe people could could think that or it might come across as that if someone's sharing something a little more like is it complaining or is it actually being vulnerable and I guess for me the distinction would be vulnerable is like you're actually putting yourself at risk for something hmm. and that might be like telling someone I love you for the first time is pretty scary I actually have been hooked on uh, I might have mentioned it in the last few podcasts. I don't even remember. But I, I've been hooked on, um, what is the show called? Uh, um, Married at First Sight. Yeah, it's, it's really trashy <laughs> reality TV. <laughs> but uh, yeah, some, some got like, it's crazy to think that like people are putting, they're willing to risk like marrying a complete stranger. But for whatever reason, some people like, like in the process, they're, you know, they're married for eight weeks of the social experiment. And some of them like really struggle with the, the, I love you is like scarier than marrying a stranger <laughs> to some degree. So I think it's like something that maybe is hard for you to share. Oh, I don't know. That's hard to say, but that's, that's my initial thought is like, you're putting yourself at risk and by, by sharing and being vulnerable it helps you be more connected with people versus whining or complaining kind of creates more distance with people around you, I think. But I guess it depends on the receiver too. 
like some people uh, feel more connected if you're being more emotional and expressive, but other people are uncomfortable with that emotional expressiveness and they might regress or retreat in that. So I think there's a lot of variables. Yeah. So as you're talking about that, I was sort of thinking for me, at least some of the times that I've seen people. So, so the thing that comes to mind, like very often is people saying like, Oh, you need to be more, more vulnerable, right? Like that's something that I feel like is very common to hear or is said. Mm -hmm. And I feel like kind of like you started talking about, like the context makes a huge difference as to what that really means. And then I guess the way that people interpret it. So I think you're right in the sense of there are certain ways of communicating things that are vulnerable, but the payoff or potential is valuable, mm. right? So like you were saying, like if you tell someone you love them, right? There's some vulnerability there in terms of um, you may not be able to know what their reaction will be, but also, you know, there is sort of this idea of like, you have to put the idea out there to see what the response is to see if like, if, if it's a relationship that you want to move forward with or um, to sort of gauge where the other person is at. So there's some like risk and vulnerability in that. And then there are other um, sort of topics or ways of being vulnerable, which I think are sharing authentic experiences right when I think of like sort of the opposite of being vulnerable it's it's sort of like locking down some of the things that are true and authentic to you mm -hmm. and it's sort of I, I think follows the same pattern in terms of when you share those things out you may not know what uh the reaction of the other person is going to be so like one thing that comes to mind is like the vulnerability of talking about um maybe an abortion or something like that where depending on your audience, you may not know what sort of reception you're going to get right? and sort of opening up. So I think one of the areas that I kind of want to talk about more is, you know, I, I feel like it's so common here, like, oh, you should try to be more vulnerable and open up and, and, and those things. But I don't know off the top of my head, if that's always a good thing, right? I don't know if that's always the appropriate way to move through life. Like, for example, speaking about something like abortion in a group where you know <laughs> that you're only going to get met with negative reactions right. and you have nothing to gain. Like you don't stand to get anything from talking about it. I don't know. Curious on your thoughts. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree that there is a time and a place and it really depends on the environment. If you feel safe, I, although it's, I guess it's kind of like, it kind of comes hand in hand with trust, which you don't really know until you're being vulnerable sometimes, or how it's going to receive, like maybe you can anticipate it's going to be received poorly, or maybe it's going to be received really well. And it's, it's hard to say. And it's kind of like, you know, I guess not trusting the other person per se, but just trusting that however it goes down, that you'll be able to deal with it, however it is. And just maybe, I don't even want to say like trust your intuition because it's like your fear might hold you back from like sharing and like is, is when you might think that's your intuition but what is your intuition so I'm just like oh that's a that's a tricky one yeah I'm a little stumped <laughs> yeah because I feel like you know and I don't know maybe it's maybe it's just a blanket statement of be more vulnerable that I'm that I'm like 
skeptical of, right? Just because I've I've heard it so many times Mm -hmm. and it seems like it's a tool to be used for specific circumstances. So I'm thinking like, okay, if I'm meeting a group of strangers Mm -hmm. and if I have in my head, like be more vulnerable, right? probably shouldn't jump off the deep end and unload like some of the heaviest things. Um, I mean, you can- good <laughs> unless it's like a space created mm-hmm. for that like i think i might have talked about the death cafe where it's just a bunch of mm-hmm. strangers getting together to talk about a very vulnerable topic is death and it's like the nature of the topic and the environment is inviting you to have like those deeper more intimate conversations so people are being vulnerable but then you like almost instantly feel connected with a group of strangers but like other contacts like it's like oh I just met my co-workers for the fr- I just started this new job and you're just like sharing all this and and I don't know maybe it depends on the job or the environment but it might not be the time and place it's like you got to build up some more rapport and you know you have to maintain your professionalism too so it's kind of that that judgment call that you have to make with the, that kind of thing. And now that we're talking about it more, I'm also thinking vulnerability is sort of maybe this idea of throwing something out there to potentially further connection, but it's vulnerable because the the person may or may not be aligned with you. So if you come into it sort of more open to whatever their reaction or opinion is, you'll probably be better served as opposed to, you know, when I think about it, there are times that I've been vulnerable what I would call vulnerable and I sort of secretly had a wish that the person would agree with me or be on the same side as me or support me or whatever else right um and it whenever it didn't turn out that way I I feel like I I was like extra hurt Mm -hmm. right because it was like oh there's this sensitive topic and I want this person to be on the same side as me and then oh they're not that violated my expectations now I'm double hurt yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm also kind of yeah. thinking like, you know, for some of these conversations, like, you know, you throw out this bid for connection or whatnot, but if you can try to keep your mind open and it, for some of the topics, it's hard, but try to keep your mind open and, and leave space for them to share their opinions and whatnot, whether or not they align with yours, mm. um, that might help but then again i'm also thinking like there's other times i've been vulnerable and then i learned the 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 actual position of someone else and it greatly reduced our connection because i i felt like oh like we are not the same kind of person or like we're not aligned on values or we're not whatever else so i'd be curious if that would have helped or not but i do think um coming into some of these conversations adding more space might be helpful i'm going to try that in the future yeah, no, I agree with that because I think if you come in and in at it with like no expectations, you don't know how that person's going to react, but just, just it's in a way kind of giving yourself the freedom to express yourself without like, it's kind of overcoming the hurdle, the fear of like, you don't know what's going to be on the other side. You don't know what the reaction is being, but you do it and then you find out and it might be great. It might be not so great. I always, I actually, the thought that came into my mind is like, you know, maybe like gay or transgender LBGTQ like (laughs) community coming out to their parents. Uh, You know, 
I haven't had that experience personally, but I have had several friends that have, and, you know, their parents' reactions are across the board. Some disown them, some like embrace them. Some didn't think it was a big deal and they already knew. So it's just, you don't, you don't know how it's going to be, but it's a, it's a big milestone and it's kind of like a way to, to just become more fully self-expressed in a way. Yeah. And I think on a related note, you know, we've been talking about sort of, there are these conversations that can be had that are risky or can bear some potentially negative consequences. I also think there's another angle to look at vulnerability in terms of sort of an emotional outlet, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If I think about like a stereotypical man who is not vulnerable at all, right? It's like this idea of a person, it doesn't have to be a man, idea of a person who doesn't talk about any of their feelings or any of the things that are authentic to them, right? They're sort of plastered on this face of like, oh, things are fine or, you know, whatever sort of mood they carry around, but without getting into the details of anything Mm -hmm. important to them. I also think there's some value in, you know, like if you have cultivated relationships, making sure that you have outlets to be vulnerable on specific topics that may or may not be uh, available for you everywhere. So by that, I mean, Mm. like if one of those things that you're, uh, is important to you or that you care deeply about, or sort of like, you think it's a secret or whatever else, whatever the topic is like, like, well, I'll just stick with abortion. Right. Like if you don't think you can have that conversation with certain people, Mm -hmm. I think it's really valuable and important to make sure that you find a place that you can be vulnerable about that because otherwise these emotions can just kind of like sit there and brood and stir and, and cause all sorts of other problems. (laughs) So it may be at least part of this conversation is, is more about finding the places where you can exhibit vulnerability Mm -hmm. so that you do have some of those emotional outlets. And then of course, you know, there's this piece that we've been talking about, about like pushing the boundaries, but I don't think it always has to be in that bucket as long as you have a place to sort of flush out some of these ideas and feelings. Yeah, no, I think that's really valuable insight you offered because it's like in the example of an abortion, if someone were to go through it, you know, maybe their parents don't accept it. Maybe their church doesn't accept it, whatever it might be. Um, but it's, it's a pretty significant thing to go through and there's a whole lot of emotions involved. And so finding people that you feel safe, um, to share that, or maybe who's been through it themselves you know, whether it's like an online forum or a friend of a friend that you've heard who's been through it. I think that's, that's really valuable in itself. I actually have a question for you because I was another, like, like what popped into my head was, I think it was like season four or five of married at first sight. And there's this guy that like the wife is keeps like harassing him, like be more open, be more vulnerable. And he gets he hears this all the time because I guess he's not very, but he doesn't know how, I think. And it's his frustration. He's like, I don't. And then he like flips out. He's like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to freak out if you ask me one more time because I don't know how to do that exactly. So um, like my my idea was, you know, yes, if you want someone to be more vulnerable, you have to be a little more clear of what that looks like. And maybe that's asking questions and there's like, you know, there's card games, there's question books of like ways to draw out more vulnerability and openness through the nature of the question, rather than just being like open statement, 
just be more open and vulnerable. <laughs> like, do you get frustrated with that sometimes, Donovan? Like, does that happen to you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't say that I have a lot of personal experience with that exact scenario, but there are plenty of parallels that I can think of that are just as uh, frustrating or at least not useful, right? So, you know, if you're having some sort of conflict and the other person is like, you need to be nicer. Well, there are a multitude of ways that you can interpret that. So that's what makes it difficult when, when, um, you know, let's say we're having like this, the interactions between us and you say like, you know what, you're closed off all the time. You need to be more open. And I'm like, okay. And then I try to start doing that, but by my definition, and then (laughs) I think I'm doing it and you're like, oh, you're, you're still closed off. You need to be more open. And it's like, well, what, what do you actually want? I need a more detailed answer. So basically what I'm getting at is you can end up with, with things like this, like you need to be more vulnerable or you need to be nicer or whatever else, where the definition of, of what that means for, for the person, for each person can differ and you need to get closer together on what that means. Right. So if, uh, in this hypothetical example, if you want me to be more vulnerable, do you mean you want me to talk more about like my past or my childhood or something? Do you want me to talk more about my emotions? Do you want me to talk more about, um, you know, sort of like goals or aspirations or like how uh, my interactions have been with other people, right? Like you need to sort of hone in on the types of behaviors that actually exhibit that trait for you. Um, And I, I definitely have had frustrations or, challenges with not the word vulnerability, but mm-hmm. other topics that are sort of broad like this in the past. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a, it's a two-way street in that like, yeah, the person might want to be vulnerable and open, but you also, if you're wanting your partner to be more open and vulnerable, you have to create that space. You need to dial in clearly like what that looks like. What exactly do you want to know? <laughs> like ask that dive in deeper or start working with, you know, some professionals to help you open that, that door a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's both ways. And as you, you know, don't expect someone to just like share their whole life story off the get go on a first date or anything like that. Just like, it's a matter of building the trust. So over time, hopefully more vulnerability can happen. Um, and more connection can happen. It also goes both ways in terms of preferences, right? Like sometimes a person's communication style or preferred communication style doesn't involve them wanting to talk about emotions or finding it like Mm -hmm. easy or natural. Now, we're probably both on the same page that in general, that's probably a useful thing to get your head around, get more in tune with your emotions, be able to sort of at least identify and and communicate about them at at a Mm -hmm. base level. But I've also, as far as vulnerability goals, there's also been some uh, tangential conversations I've had that people are asking for something that I don't necessarily have, which is to say like, oh, like I need more details on that. I need more of the feeling behind that. I need more of whatever else. And sort of it's been like, well, you know, as far as what my internal experience is, I have communicated <laughs> to the best of my ability what's going on. Right. So sometimes I've also found that it's like um, somebody who's doing the polling is looking for something that may not necessarily be there. Now, again, it's it's sort of this tango between two people and yeah. figuring out communication styles and preferences and all that kind of stuff. But that is another thing I've run into where it's like, you need to open up about this specific aspect or like, 
tell me how you got to this conclusion or why you feel this specific way. And there've been times where either I don't have it in terms of the experience wasn't there, or I don't have it in terms of like, I'm not clear on it. Like Mm -hmm. I can't answer this for you because it's not clear in my head the way that I would communicate this. For example, there's been times where I like feel frustrated and really tight and just like whatever else, but I don't know why, right? There's a Mm. million reasons it could be, but you know, I've had, had it be be like, well, why are you frustrated? And it's like, I don't know. Like the, the the depth of the experience I can get to is the feeling that's, that's present. Mm. Um, I would tell you if I knew, but I just like feel this way. So that's a, that's another thing that I've run into. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that made me think of, you know, if someone was pulling me to be more vulnerable or trying, like I can like intellectually talk about it, but I might not be able to connect to that emotion because my emotions, you know, I don't know what emotional state I will be in when I'm sharing, you know, I could share about my miscarriage and totally be fine. And then other moments I can like burst out in tears and barely like say anything. So it just, it really varies. And, and I think the other person would have to understand that, you know, if they're closed off all the time and they never like express any type of emotion ever, you know, that's something to work on, but to also be understanding that emotions kind of are in flux and you can't necessarily control them. (laughs) And it's just a matter of like the other, actually, here's an example from last night. We went to like this outdoor concert thing at like this uh, bar, uh, local bar kind of thing. And it was great. I was feeling good and having a great time. And then just like out of the blue, I just started feeling kind of depressed. (laughs) I just don't know. I was just like overthinking like things going on in my life. And I was just like, it just shifted my mood. And my partner was trying to be helpful and be like, oh, you know, such a great time and just like have a positive outlook. And I was like, that's not helpful. (laughs) I just kind of snapped at him and he he didn't react so well. (laughs) that so it it kind of uh turned the mood of the the evening um but I guess the the moral of the story is that you don't know when those emotions are going to hit but I kind of explained myself when we got home that you know this is what happened like on an emotional level and I'm sorry that I snapped and I didn't I had no intention of hurting you um I was just kind of like this is the emotional state I was dealing with so I couldn't be maybe vulnerable in that moment because I was just like dealing in my internal state. But after the fact, I could share a little more about it. And I think that helped us feel connected because it was like, you know, he could see that, you know, he didn't have to take it personally. It wasn't about that. It was just like a random shift in my, my mood and, and um, emotions essentially. Yeah. I think you hit on something that's also important, which is between any two people, you know, when you're in a relationship, finding out sort of the patterns of when certain types of communication are, are going to be useful, or at least trying to patch things up as quickly as possible. Like, like you said, like in the moment, it was difficult because you were feeling those emotions to communicate out sort of the base of some of those things. And you were in a reactive state. Right. And then later you were able to like break it down a little bit more and, and add some more context and whatnot. I think that's really important because um, I've also seen or been in situations where it's like when one or both people is in that reactive state, the other person is pushing for like, you need to give me more details. You have to be more open. Mm -hmm. And 
pushing in a context like that where things are already starting to get heated mm-hmm. often just makes things more heated. <laughs> so yeah. there's also a piece around um, requesting or trying to get vulnerability when not just the relationship is right, but like the situation for that relationship is right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was really helpful because we had a conversation like a few days prior to be like, you know, I know I had to specify that I knew his intentions were good and that, you know, to not take it personally. Cause like, I think in the past you might've like tried to argue that I should have received it better than I did. (laughs) And I think he's, he's learned that, you know, arguing his point of view in that moment is not going to help me feel better and it's just going to escalate into a fight. Um, so he was able to kind of step back and not take it personally and be like, okay, she needs a little space and she's going through, she's struggling with her emotions right now. And I'm just going to be here supportive in, in the way that she asks instead of like the way that he thinks he should. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to like, like setting sort of that foundation for I don't know. I guess just that piece of communication. Yeah. I did have another question I wanted to ask you a, a topic I want to open up, which is like, let's say hypothetically you meet someone new. Okay. What are the sorts of behaviors or traits that allow you to feel like you could be more vulnerable with the under tech uh, undercurrent of being like, mm-hmm. you know, what, what can we do to help people feel more comfortable? But I think me asking you what other people can do will help open that up. Mm. This is what I thought of was that, you know, like dating in my twenties versus my thirties, I think I was more superficial in my conversations when I was getting to know people. It was like, Oh, what do you do for work? What are your hobbies? And I like, and also I thought more of my dates in my twenties were boring (laughs) because of that. Um, but I think, I think it was just in my thirties when I was back in the dating realm, I was, I think I was more open and vulnerable and expressive because I think I just cared less what people thought maybe that helped Mm. (laughs) of just letting go of like, I have no, I, they might think I'm a weirdo and that's okay, but I'm just going to be fully self-expressed. And I'm going to ask questions that actually kind of might be more vulnerable for, for both of us to get to know each other, just because I found that more interesting of a conversation and it helped create more connection in my mind. Like I would ask like, what's your relationship like with your parents? That's more interesting to me than what do you do for work? Um, Or, you know, what are your hopes and dreams and aspirations? Like, what do you want out of life? What legacy do you want to leave? Like something a little deeper uh, can, can elicit a little more vulnerability. And I think what helps me is what I've realized is like, you know, if I see the other person struggling to be vulnerable, you know, creating a safe, non-judgmental space for them. But also I I've noticed that if I'm vulnerable first, that gives them like space to be vulnerable too. They might not, it might take a while, but I know if I share something like really personal, uh, most of the time, I mean, maybe once in a while people are like, whoa, TMI, (laughs) but I think most of the time it's well-received or I have enough insight to be like, I think this is, this would be okay to share. And usually I think it is. So. Yeah. I've found in my experience that 
as you're developing a relationship of any kind, right? it sort of naturally, most of the time, naturally evolves in terms of slowly sharing more and more personal or vulnerable things mm. until one person uh, or both people find something that they're like not accepting on, right? Until some sort of reaction becomes <laughs> negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things that I, that has helped me at least cultivate some, some uh, allowance for vulnerability in my relationships is I used to be, well, I still have strong opinions, but I used to react strongly mm-hmm. to people sharing certain things. Right. And I used to feel much more um, or like aggressive towards like, oh my God, you believe this thing? Like, are you kidding me? Like this, this, and this, like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And over time, uh, you know, I've found, I've been able to deepen relationships by like leaving so much space mm. for whatever it is. Yeah. Like there have been some things in the last couple of years since I've been working on this, that when I hear them initially, like my gut reaction is like, <laughs> I really need to push back hard against this. Yeah. But I know from even further past that like, that's not going to, one, it's not going to change their mind. Like that's not going to sway their opinion at all. But two, it's it has a good chance of tanking or reducing the uh, strength of the relationship. Mm. Now that doesn't mean I need to like agree with everyone and like, oh, wow, that's such a good opinion that we, we should get rid of everyone. Like I don't necessarily <laughs> agree with the people, but being much more... Um, what not affirmative but like acknowledging what people are saying right regardless of what it is especially when it's a sensitive topic especially when um, you're paying attention to cues like uh, there's a lot of people who don't like their job or the field of work that they're in that's one example so people will say something like oh I'm just I'm just a server or whatever else you know finding both a place to sort of acknowledge that. And if it makes sense, mm-hmm. support people through that. I found are, are ways that, that can really open up vulnerability because uh, I think for a lot of these topics, people are so used to negative reactions or dismissive reactions that they sort of steal themselves against it, or they have so much internal conflict and strife about whatever the thing is mm-hmm. that they're ready to beat themselves up about it. So, um, you know, like, when I found that when I'm able to keep that space, keep support where it makes sense, right? Like, um, regardless of, of what the job is, like a job wouldn't exist if it didn't provide some value, but you know, like honing in on things like that has allowed me to deepen a lot more relationships than I was able to in the past. Um, and in the same way, when I am talking to someone new and I share something somewhat personal and the reaction is supportive or at least given space to, I feel much more comfortable sharing more things as opposed to when I share something and the reaction is fairly negative. Like, uh, you know, we've talked about me making rap music a couple of times. Like that's, that's a, I I mean, I don't feel like particularly vulnerable about that, but that's a, it's a good one to highlight because the reactions are so varied, right? Some people are like, Oh, that's interesting. Like I wouldn't have thought that that's really cool. Other people are like, what? Like you almost definitely make stuff that's bad. Like you shouldn't be pursuing that. And the difference in those reactions obviously colors what I'm willing to share on other topics, because if they're that negative on something so shallow, like Mm -hmm. uh, no reason to go deeper. 
Yeah. Yeah. So kind of like what I'm hearing from you, and I totally agree with this is that, you know, if you create a space where the person, you don't have to agree with them, but creating a space where they can feel heard and understood and not so judged so harshly, uh, even if your opinion differs, that that creates more space for people to be more vulnerable and do it more frequently versus like the, even though your gut reaction might be like, ooh, ooh. Um, yeah, I think, I think what helps me is, you know, being curious and being like, huh, that's interesting that they think that, that is very different of how I think. I wonder what led them to, to think that, what was their upbringing like, or what were their parents like, or what was their education like to have them lead to this way of thinking? Um, and that kind of gives me space to not be so reactive to whatever thing that they might be saying too. Yeah, hundred percent. This isn't uh, exactly vulnerability, but yeah. it's, it's setting the, the stage for it for someone yeah. else. And one, one example that comes to mind is there was somebody that told me, what did they say? They were like, the number one thing you have to do in your financial life is pay off your house as quickly as possible. And my gut was like, that's not right. Like if you're paying <laughs> off your house faster and you have a, I don't know, 4% interest rate, the amount of money that you're making on paying it off is 4%. There are a lot of other investments that can pull in more than 4%. So it doesn't make any sense. But in this specific conversation, using some of the things that you talked about, I was yeah. like, okay, interesting. I don't agree with that. I'm curious why you're saying that or what, what led you to think that's the right thing. And then the person explained like, well, once you get rid of your house payment, you don't really have any expenses and then you, you're, you're freed up to do whatever you want. And it's like, okay, so the way they're thinking is from sort of a, a safety or security mindset, mm -hmm. as opposed to like an absolute money maximization type of mindset, right? And once I understood that, like the, this judgment of just like, oh, wow, like that's, that is not the optimal strategy to make the most money. True. Switch to like, oh, sure. If that, if the most important thing for you is security, that might make sense because once you don't have a house payment, you don't have a house payment. Like paying <laughs> for somewhere to nice. live is expensive <laughs> and it's most of what right. eats up your cash month yeah. to month. So um, again, not like a super vulnerable topic, but yeah. it's, that's the sort of interaction that I feel like, you know, as you have more of those, you open more space for more vulnerable topics in your relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And yeah, you know, that path might be right for some people and might not be right for other people. Like some people who are too afraid to like, because the more like to make money sometimes involves a lot of risk. So it's like, Ooh, maybe they don't want to go that route. So paying off debt is a safer route than like gambling it and then maybe making tons of money or not. <laughs> it's like actually the, the, what is it? The Powerball is up to like a billion dollars right now. It's ridiculous. Is it? Oh, that's wild. <laughs> I know. I was like, man. So nobody's won the the lottery i guess in a few tries so it's built up to a billion dollars i'm like oh my goodness but i don't i mean my recommendation is don't expect that to be how you make <laughs> your, your money but for another person it might yeah so it's like difference of opinion and we can all honor each other's opinions yeah yeah so i think you know just going back to the vulnerability part Mm -hmm. Um, one of the big things 
for me is just like maybe it doesn't make sense to be vulnerable at every depth in every situation but exposing some of it can help have like develop more meaningful relationships and really the part for me that I found value in working on is being able to cultivate an environment for other people to be more vulnerable Um, because even if I share something vulnerable and it doesn't go well if I create the space for other people to be vulnerable and feel good about it that relationship is likely to be positive at least at least from their end to me right Like at least other people will feel good that they can share those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's obviously I'm not a hundred percent at it, but something that I think is worth striving for and something that's largely uh, in my control to work on. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of made me think of like, the last thing I want to add to this conversation is that, you know, when I think about my own emotional and personal development journey, it's, you know, I've gotten a lot better at being vulnerable. So I want people to recognize that it can be like, an it's like a muscle you exercise and the more you do it, the easier it gets. And then the less you care about how that reaction is going to be. So, you know, I don't expect people to do a 180, <laughs> just go from like stone cold to like crying ball in their eyes out all the time. Uh, it, it was a journey, but now I feel like you know, I can cry fairly easily, um, you know, from a movie or (laughs) things like that. And I have no problems with it. Whereas like in the past, in my early twenties, it was much more of a struggle. So that's the the last little bit I wanted to add. The last thing I want to add, and then I'll be done is I feel like for me, a lot of it is about a lot of the vulnerability is about expressing myself in a way that's authentic. And when I think about when I was younger, like in my teenage years, Mm -hmm. and uh, I would say that I wasn't being vulnerable. It's because I was expressing myself in a way that I thought would be pleasing to other people Mm -hmm. and also wasn't authentic. Right. Right. Now that I'm a little bit older, I found a, a better balance around like expressing myself in ways that are authentic and potentially pleasing to other people. Right. There's a, there's a lot of times where like there's stuff that there's no reason for me to share or I can share it in a way that is less aggressive or less uh, combative or whatever else. But that's, that's the time when I think about my life that I I wasn't vulnerable is when I was just doing sort of this like people pleasing um, parroting of, of ideas that I, or ways of speaking that I thought people wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you everyone for tuning in this week. We appreciate you. And if you appreciate us, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all the things to spread happiness in the world. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Happy Talks with Dr. Allison Donovan. We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode? For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com and you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong. You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy. Catch you next time. time.